Hi there folks, my name's Nerdwing24 and welcome to a special episode of The Three Grumpy Simmers. As you may have noticed, we have been joined by another Grumpy Simmer to make four Grumpy Simmers this week. But we are joined, of course, by my regular cohorts, my regular grumpiness, uh, brothers in grumpiness. We're joined by Sergio from Helisimmer.com. Hey guys, how are you doing? And we are joined, of course, by the infamous purple hat-wearing, metalhead-loving uh, Belgeode. Yo. And we are joined on this special auspicious post-expo edition of Flight of the Three Gumpy Simmers by Flight Sim Guy. Hey guys. <laughs> Welcome on board, Flight Sim Guy. So, uh, folks, we are following up on our special episode that we aired last time where we were excited about the, the fact that there were two really cool conferences happening in the US uh, for our flight simulation community, all sort of bracketing the three events. And it was going to give it, uh, we were going to be, uh, uh, our wonderful esteemed member, Belgio, uh, Drew, was going to be heading there and asking your questions. Uh, and we're going to, he's, so he's come back to give us a report and we're joined again, as we joined, as I said, we're joined by Flight Sim Guy, because uh, he was also in attendance uh, at Flight Sim Expo. And he's just sort of to give his opinions, his thoughts as well, because um, it's always great to have a couple of different opinions and, and a different views and ways of looking at these conferences. So, um, so essentially, Sergio and I are sort of going to be handing the reins over to these two guys today to sort of, uh, <laughs> which is a, a bit of a scary thought but anyway um so uh, so basically i'm just going away now okay (laughs) we're just we're just gonna shuffle off but actually no i I do i do know sergio has is dying to know if 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 there was a if there was an r22 uh in uh in attendance at uh at flight sim expo um but basically uh so um to the two drews um tell us regale us what is your probably start with what's your overall impression of the of the weekend that's probably the first place to start awesome but before i get into all of that i need to make an announcement uh mr flight sim guy was instrumental in this whole uh flight sim expo experience for me so a lot of the video that you have seen both on my channel and of course on his channel was all provided by that man right there not only that, but he even got a major, major shout out from Laminar Research. They utilized his video as their official coverage of Flight Sim Expo. So there you go. Yeah, I, I did see that. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, so, yeah. folks, don't forget, uh, they, they, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you check out Flight Sim Guy's channel. Uh, all the links will be in the description down below. But yes, continue mm-hmm. on, boys. Go ahead, on, sir. All right. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the uh, show. I really appreciate it. Um, so, question is, uh, my impressions of uh, flight simulator. I was flight simulator. What am I thinking? It's too early in the morning. Uh, my first impression of flight simulator. <laughs> but by by the way, folks, um, well, it is it is it is zero dark thirty in the eastern US at the moment. Um, so I so I feel for them and the fact that they're probably running running on a half a cup of coffee at the moment. So yes, but yes, um, do continue. Flight to Mexico. I was blown away. There was over a thousand people there. Okay, so first of all. The, uh, the conference was just massive, a lot of people there, and it was in the middle of Vegas. So there was, for me, it was too much stimulation. Uh, I didn't even get to see half or do half the things that the hotel had to offer. I spent most of my time running around uh, making videos and providing coverage. I didn't even get to spend as much time as I wanted to with the displays. So um, it was, I was blown away. I didn't think that was that, that many uh, uh, 
simmers or uh, you know uh, fans of flight simulation that would actually show up at a conference. So I was blown away. First thing, second thing, the presentations was very very good. I was you know really really taken away, and I learned a lot, and I've been applying what I've learned uh, since then. So. Um, the folks that put together that conference, they did a very good job. What so, sort of, and I had a good time. What sort of presentations uh, sort of where you, you, you said that you sort of learned a lot of things and took a lot of lessons away. So what, what sort of presentations? Uh, I know there were a couple that I was hoping to, to see. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it. But uh, which ones did you take the, the, the biggest takeaways from? The biggest takeaways I got were from three. The first one was from the gentleman. I don't recall his name, but he did a presentation on using your simulators for training. Okay, a lot of people don't realize that we, you know, we spend all this money putting together this software and this hardware. But the truth of the fact is, when it comes to the, uh, learning or applying that to real-world uh, scenarios, first and foremost, the least, uh, the least thing you should be using your simulators for is actually flying the plane. That's the easy part. Uh, flying overall is so many other things, and the simulators come in so handy with the other things, such as uh, talking with ATC, you can uh, do that with Pilot Edge, taxiing around, a simple things such as taxiing, going through checklists, uh, processes and procedures. You can really, really get your uh, more bang for the buck using your simulators for that, because if you don't know where, say, the fuel pump is in an aircraft and you go take a less than either, where's the fuel pump? You're burning, you know, valuable time because instructors and planes aren't cheap. But if you get that same model aircraft and you have it in your computer, you can go through the same scenario over and over and over and master it and right. save a lot of time for when you actually have to pay for your flying. So that was the first one. The second one, when they got up, when the... The X-Plane folks got on and did their presentation. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I know we want to keep things real, but these guys are really, really, really over the top. I mean, when uh, Austin went up there and said, okay, well, we know that the uh, fuselage of the aircraft uh, creates lift. So what he did was he got this thing put on top of his car, and he's racing down the highway, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came up with this <laughs> I can just I can just see Austin doing it and I can I can just and I can just see him talking about it too anyway yes pictures of you know of him inside the car with the rocket yeah. going through the roof yeah there there are yeah. photos so you can see and those tools that give the developers to uh, where they can customize the physics with regards to the effects, the uh, the explosions, the fire. And I'm thinking, I was going to upgrade uh, to a 64-bit to sim, and I wanted to go P3D. But after I saw that presentation, I'm I'm double, you know, revisiting my decision because what they have to offer and where they're going with the next version of X-Plane 11, I think it's 11.3. Mm -hmm. I mean, wh what they're offering is just you know, it just blew me away. And last but not least, Infinite Flight. Okay, so flight simulation on a mobile device. I mean, I, oh, I thought it was pretty cute, you know, when they first came out uh, a couple of years ago. And then they came out again this year, and they had a big old booth, and I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be something to it. Mm -hmm. So I went to their booth, and I got the little tablet with the little plane on there, and I'm sitting there, you know, you turn and you make your movements by, you know, moving the device, and you'd be amazed how addictive it is. And it's only five bucks. <laughs> Seriously. Mm -hmm. So it's a niche within a niche. And um, I was impressed that they've been they've been able to do what they've done. So those are the three big things that I uh, that I got out of the conference. That and uh, 
Vegas was jumping, man. It was a, you know, I was like this all the time. Like, Whoa, look at all these women. So. It was lit, fam. It was lit. <laughs> guys, let me let me ask you both a question. You you guys are not new on the on this conference event thing, and uh, although it was the first the first um, the first Flysim Expo ever. Uh, but you guys are not exactly new on this, and you, you've been present at the uh, Flight Seacom last year, and you, you've been you've been around for quite some time. Um, it, 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 it seems to me that you know the amount of people present at Flight Sim Expo was actually a surprise for you guys. It, mm -hmm. Was it the biggest mm -hmm. one ever you ever you ever visited? Yeah. It's the biggest one. Period. It's been growing yeah. every year. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that, that difference. I was gonna say the the numbers, if I remember correctly, because Flight Sim Con last year was just shy of nine hundred. It was eight fifty yeah, or something. Yeah, it was eight something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's not that big a thing, but I think it's the. I I, I don't know. Just just as an independent observer, I would imagine it's the location mm. that sort of really sort of got right. a lot of yes, people. yes, definitely basic factors that contributed to that the actual number by the way was 1107 attendees oh damn the location was definitely definitely a huge thing i mean come on it's vegas i've never been to vegas so for me that was a whole new experience and by the way eagle dynamics thank you you got it right i'm looking out at lake mead and i'm like oh my god the watercolor is exactly like DCS. <laughs> I'm real life <laughs> But the second thing, too, because of the fact that it was in Vegas and there were things for, like, other family members and whatnot to do, a lot of the yeah. attendee count were the plus ones. Hmm. So you had the spouses, you had the kids, and, you know, other family members and whatnot. My good buddy Austin, one of my uh, favorite viewers... He and his dad came down from Idaho. They live just in the Boise region or whatever. And his dad has, like, no experience with any of this kind of stuff. He just knows it from what his son has been doing. But even he had a great time. He was, like, getting into VR and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So Vegas facilitated that because of the fact that it's such an appealing destination. Uh -huh. Now, with that having been said, it's Vegas. The city never sleeps. It's like two o'clock. I'm outside in my purple suit, no less. And there's wall to wall people every five minutes. Like, can I take a picture of you? I just want to get out of the hotel. <laughs> so with that in mind, as far as what they might want to do next year, I mean, yeah, Vegas is great, but maybe not so much the Flamingo, maybe like a, a different part of Vegas that's a little less populated, but still close to where all the, the happenings mm. are. I, we I... left, when was it that we had left? I think it was Friday evening before you had come in, Drew. Uh -huh. um, we decided that we were just going to kind of walk around the area and explore a little bit of Vegas. We got as far as Caesar's Palace, which is like literally across the street from the Flamingo. That was as far as we could get. <laughs> no way we were going to make it all the way down the strip. To this day, I still have no idea what the rest of the strip looks like except in but, passing. You, you know, in, in a way, though, that's actually good because it means that, and I think it really ties into what you're talking about because one of the things, you know, as, as much as I, I love Flight SimCon and the, the, the years that I, I got to go there um, in, in Hartford, the fact is it's in the butt end of nowhere. Like, you know, there is nothing around like there right. really is nothing um right. so 
if you're looking at it, and let's let's be honest, the vast majority of us have some form of attachments of partners, children, you know, parents, whatever. Um, who you know? Hashtag if we... hermit life. <laughs> Um, but you know, we, we want to, um, you know, we all need to find a, a justification as it were to actually, you know, do what we do and go to places we go. So, um, cause you know, I not going to lie. I know I need to do it for racing. So being able to go somewhere where there is something to do for the family, um, and for those plus ones, as you mentioned, Drew, um, is I, I think actually really, really important. And I think that's, uh, mm-hmm. I think it really does play into, as you said, as, as really a, like an advantage as to why they got a higher number. Yeah, well, one of the things that worries me about the Flight Sim Expo next year is that they're talking about uh, covering other cities and going to other cities. And uh, no, I'm kind of uh, afraid. Uh, Do you think so? No. They're asking the community about it. I would love it to be in Vegas because I'm. I hope to join you guys in the Flight Sim mm. Expo next year. So I'm working Look. Uh, in order to be able to do that. Look, like, uh, I, have so a, I have a fundamental thing uh, about this, and this is, and this was actually ironically the double-edged sword about Flight SimCon was the fact that they grew steadily because although they have the disadvantage of having nothing around them, they were consistently always in the same location. Yep. So you yep. knew where they were going to be every year. So mm-hmm. you can plan about it. And um, there's been some efforts to try and get. Um, flight sim conferences underway um, in Australia and in other places which have not got off the ground because they are inconsistent. Um, and I think that the, the... I mean, a lot of the team from FS Expo have been involved, were involved with the you know, effort for flight sim con for a while. They really should know that, that they need to know it's... They, they know it's the consistency that's got, that's got to get them. So changing the location... I hope not. I I I, I, I would disagree. So, okay, maybe. <coughs> right. Okay, so maybe uh, maybe as Drew said, not. maybe as Drew said, somewhere else within Vegas. Okay, maybe I wouldn't suggest going too mm-hmm. far out of town, but maybe somewhere else within Vegas. But Vegas is it still needs to be a consistent. You you pick somewhere yeah. and you stick with it. Um, and quite frankly, just from an independent uh, um, sort of perspective, it's a lot more practical, especially for international visitors to get to Vegas than it is to get to, um, you know, Hartford, you know, um, Dallas would have been, would have I could see that. Easy for me, so, mm, I could just, see that. sorry, yeah. I know I wasn't there, but that's just my observation and my in, in, in engagement with, um, other ventures around the world, which is my always thing is, is that, and it's a lesson I, I put my YouTube channel is that consistency is the key. So you need to have consistency. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100 percent on that one. I really do think that they should have it in Vegas, and I'm not just saying that because I never got the opportunity to see the Hoover Dam from the ground. I saw it from the air. But <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go back to Vegas. I mean, number one, they talk about that dry heat. I got off that plane, my asthma disappeared completely. I'm like, holy crap, where has this been all of my life? <laughs> and number two, just from uh, I like to walk basically. I'm a walker. There's plenty of places to walk out there. So it's just absolutely yeah. amazing. But my big thing with any of these conventions has been more the timing rather than the location. See, I don't care where we go, honestly, because I just love exploring. Mm. I'm not so sure I want to do it in June when the temperature is 106 degrees 
and uh, those plus ones that I mentioned before are stuck in the hotel room with like gallons of water just to stay cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it is a dry heat, but it's still freaking hot. Yeah, you know. Yeah. My big thing also with that, as much as you know, I love having something to do in the summer, like having a summer vacation. It still creates an issue for us because we are missing stuff like Eagle Dynamics. We would love to have Eagle Dynamics there. Everybody running up to me talking about where's DCS, where's DCS, where's C- Eagle Dynamics didn't show because it's the same time frame as E3, which is a major gaming community convention. So, I mean, they would be fools not to even, you know, make a presence there to try and bring in new customers and whatnot. Hmm. I think in order for this to be successful and have like the the biggest draw possible we need to move that time frame away from e3 flight SimCon, they did it correct in a way except i think it should have been before june rather than in the late end of june but they were able to get thrustmaster there thrustmaster mm-hmm. bailed on flight sim expo because e3 so if they can if if they're going to continue to have two separate conferences i would suggest that they have one closer to the beginning of air show season so we're talking like april may ish and then one closer to the end like around september yeah. october before everything really gets crappy around the world that's just well, my two cents on it well, well you know to, and to me that makes sense that makes logical sense because um let, let's let's be honest here what we do is uh, is an indoor hobby um, so mm-hmm. it keeps us indoors. So it, it keeps us going more through. And, and again, going back to that, um, it, it's not just about uh, about us. It's also about those that you know are in our circles. So our family, partners, children, all the rest of it. Um, so we get to spend more time doing what we love during the winter months. Um, so when is the best time to sort of have your conferences at the start and the end of that period? So you sort of, as you were coming mm-hmm. out, so as you're saying, sort of looking at the sort of, you know, the, the sort of, you know, April, May sort of timeframe as we're coming out of that period. And then again, sort of, you know, around the end of the year, maybe around sort of October, you know, sort of as we're going back into that period. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely think, and that's something why it has always slightly perplexed me. Why, any of the flight sim conferences are done in in June. Like uh, it, it did always perplex me why flight simcon did their thing then, because for me, um, that's not when you're going to get. Uh, the, I mean, the only thing I can think of, I suppose, is that they're trying to aim for the school holiday season. I suppose. Um, Probably. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I could see yeah. that. But at, at, see again, it. though, the, the fundamental clash is that we are still dealing with, and you know. I can I can feel the hatred comments coming already as I'm about to say this, but we are still oh part boy. of we are still part of the gaming community, and at the yep. end of the day, uh-huh. mm-hmm. we are the gaming the gaming industry revolves around E3. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether you love right. it, hate it, like it, don't doesn't matter. It's a fact. It revolves, you know, this sort of software development gaming industry revolves around E3, um, and the announcements that happen there. So we need to we need to play off that. We need to respect the fact that that's where a lot of our entry and our new blood is going to come from. And we need to then play off that. So I, I just, yeah, think we me... need to look at that. Sorry. Yes. Sergio. Question to you, for, for you guys, just out of curiosity and in the, in the, the same line that we were talking about um, school vacations, how many kids were at the expo? Mm. How many kids are actually attending the expo? Because I see these events more as um, for 
guys like us, you know, guys that, you know, already left school years ago and have their own jobs. And uh, yeah, that, I think I, I saw a few kids there going with the parents, but is this something for the kids? Is, is school vacation something they should worry about, in your opinion? If, uh, if I may say, um, <clears throat> what I noticed or what uh, caught my attention with regards to most of the uh, participants at the conference, a lot of them were kids and a lot of them were their grandfathers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, seriously, and um, the, I, th I thought there were more kids at the Hartford uh, conferences compared to this one. Um, but uh, the flight sim uh, community, a lot of it are aspiring pilots. And uh, I think we should consider that or keep that in mind uh, whenever they mm. uh, make a lot of these arrangements. So um, that's definitely a factor. Yeah, a decent amount of our community are kids. That's one of the reasons why FSX is still hanging on. It's cheap. You know, yeah. it doesn't require you know, a lot of hardware to run. Mm. Um, otherwise, if, you know, otherwise they can't afford to go with the, the major, uh, you know, P3D 4.0 or Explain 11 and all the add-ons that go with that, they can't afford it. What is it? 10, 10 bucks versus 300. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm about that. Yes. Mm. Yeah, okay. So. You know, disclaimer, we're not going, in, we're not going anywhere near the license conversation, but anyway. Um, but no, mm. I, I, actually, I think that's interesting though. And I think that's also in a way, I think the organizers do think about that. And I think Sergio as well, I think, even going back to the time I spent at, at Flight SimCon um, and seeing the speaker lineup uh, at uh, FS Expo and at Flight SimCon this year, um, there is a lot of that conversation around. Uh, and, and and Andrew, you, you mentioned as well the fact that you know we're talking about um, you know how to use a simulator for training and for and you know how to use the thing and um, using it for procedures and stuff like that. And the fact is is that. Something that's uh, underestimated by a lot of people is that the graphical fidelity that we have on our home sims, um, whether it be prepared, explained, hell, even FSX, is actually better than the graphical fidelity of most commercial sims. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's true. So yeah, that's true. the graphical fidelity actually has nothing to do with, with, with your simming experience. It's to do with right. the, 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 the procedures and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a very interesting sort of counter dynamic um mm -hmm. I, I i see thousands and thousands of posts and you know we spend thousands of hours of trying to drag an extra two frames out of our sims <laughs> um but fundamentally it's actually more about the procedures and stuff like that if you're mm -hmm. if, if you're wanting to make it you know as as, as, a, as a certain tagline is is that as real as it gets um mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I think that's an interesting consideration, um, and interesting that you that you sort of uh, that you sort of highlighted that. Uh, did you feel that there was? You mentioned that you, you saw you still saw a lot of kids there at both you know sort of mm -hmm. at flight sim Was there more opportunities? Like I know that um, the that cap was present, had a big presence at, uh, at the old Hartford shows a few years ago. Um, was 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 there a cap presence and was there like a was is it is it embryo riddle is that the the, the one embryo there? riddle was there that, that was, there. Uh, was there yeah both of those entities were there um they didn't have as big a presence as say for example the previous flight sim con mm -hmm. that we all went to in connecticut mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. they were there i didn't see the guys from stem which was a little bit of a letdown for me because, I mean, if you have that many kids there, the perfect time to engage them in something that's rooted in education is right there. What was the comment that you had made, Drew, regarding Flight SimCon that it seems like Flight SimCon has become the more grown-up expo I noticed as that, opposed yeah. to expo? 
Yeah, when I saw all the uh, the uh, flight simcon promotions leading up to it, a lot of the presenters, a lot of the, um, the exhibits, I, I thought was very. Uh, they were talking about um, you know professional you know uh, uh, applic people talking about real world applications for simulators and whatnot, and um, they had uh, engineers uh, you know from these various companies or simulator designers or airlines coming to talk. And I'm thinking, wow, Flight SimCon is like the uh, the grown up or the uh, you know the the serious uh, you know conference regarding flight simulation. They and didn't have they, Maverick though. They had Ma they had a Maverick simulator there, <laughs> or a Maverick impersonator. What do you want to call it? So it was, <laughs> it was a Maverick simulator. Yeah, it was a Maverick simulator. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I saw uh, their lineup of their speakers, I was very very interested, and I really wanted to see more coverage of mm. the uh, presentations and unfortunately i didn't much. see much mm. all i saw was the uh, the content that the uh, organizers for flights and con actually recorded and put together and posted uh that aside nobody took uh, i don't think anyone took the time and efforts to uh, you know do a lot of uh, videos of the various uh, uh presentations and exhibits which i thought was a shame i was really looking forward to it i mean if i had the time and money i would go to it you know even though it wasn't as big as flights and expo I, th I think so. you just hit hit the, the nail on the head there. Is that again? It comes back to what we were talking mm -hmm. about before about having two conferences that represent two very important parts, but different parts mm -hmm. of the of the flight simulation community, so damn close together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just yeah. It, it's and it's with not no viable. yeah, and the only and the only way you can actually see something in them, and we have mentioned this on our previous video. Mm. Uh, is by attending. So there's no service. Again, I gave the example of BlizzCon, where we pay a fee for uh, yep. to have access to um, to streams, to official streams, and you can see panels and you can see anything. I'm yeah. not, you know, um, um, with these, I'm not saying that you know the videos from you guys, the fans that were there, are not important. They are important, and they are even more important when you can you actually talk to the developers. And I think that should. Keep, you know, they should not prevent you from doing that if they're doing official paid streams. I think the official paid streams should be of the presentations, yep. you know, of the panel. Mm -hmm. So when yeah. people are talking, they should have like say, that's the official cameras. stream right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight yeah. guy was official stream, of <laughs> and and that's true. It's and I, let, let me, yeah, and let me thank you, Flight Team guy, for uh, for your videos, which were amazing, and. Um, um, I, I love them. So I, I've got to, I, I'm taking this opportunity to thank you for your, for your work. And the thing is, you know, stuff like uh, Belgio, the other Jew was doing, and you were doing, uh, doing that, you were, you're talking to people, to developers, you know, fans and uh, YouTubers and websites should be able to continue doing that and talking to developers. But I think they know that presentations and panels should be streamed officially yeah. by the organization. Yeah, the and stuff. yeah. Uh -huh. And, and I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind to pay between you know five or ten or fifteen dollars or even perhaps twenty dollars for the ability. Channel. You can subscribe to it, and that helps the yeah. convention right there. Yeah, that's the thing for the ability to see these panels. Uh, in, you know, in good definition, good sound. I'm not saying that your video was not good. It was good, but you know, but yeah, yeah, having yeah. these panels in a professional way yeah. would be a great way for people that couldn't attend the event, mm -hmm. one or the events or both events to watch them from, 
you know, the other side of the world. And, and I think a really important thing about this is that, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, and this is this is true for all, all four of us and for all the other, um, you know, simulation YouTubers that are out there, um, we do this because we love it. There is mm -hmm. no money yeah. in this. Like there is, right. you know, we do this because There's we're not. passionate. We love it. <laughs> sorry, bro. Your, your dreams of millions are just sorry to crush them for you. Um, we we do this. We do this out of our personal time, personal investment, because we believe in it. We love it, and we want to give to the community. Um, mm -hmm. Fundamentally, you know, we, you know, yes, we are the de facto media of you know de facto reporters and, and, and press corps of uh, the simulation genre but fundamentally we can't afford to do two sitcoms like back to back like we can't preach preach <laughs> again if they're separated yeah. by six months then it's more Maybe, viable yeah. as an option right. and we can and we can get right. time together and we can split you know but there, there is no way that you're going to be able to have um, you know, simmers that can take, you know, essentially a month off work to do two conferences. Mm -hmm. Like we just, it's right. not going to happen. Um, yeah. And, plus and the expenses, right? Ex exactly. Yeah. So, you know, um, it is. it's not cheap. It's, it's not cheap to do this. So, um, I, I guess that's something to, to, for the organizers to consider as well. And look, I, I we fundamentally like, and, and I, I going to sort of go on here, but definitely for my, in my opinion, I think both organizers do organize great conferences um especially the guys at fsx well i mean their first sort of their, their, their first one for them i mean a lot of the team mm -hmm. had some experience but their first one went off really really well um flight sim kind of got the experience and it looks like they've done a, a a quality um uh a quality conference has been produced again uh, unfortunately overshadowed by the shiny new um the shiny newcomer but fundamentally guys you know we they we support you you support us um but we need to sort of, you know, everybody needs to sit down and talk again. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's, mm -hmm. I think, I think getting Kiss that, getting, and make yeah. up. Kiss and make up, yep. getting, and getting make those up. lines of, getting those lines of communication going between everybody uh -huh. is really, really important because at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We want this all community. Right. We want our community to thrive. And, um, I, I'm actually going to pick off uh, one of the things you said, Andrew, with infinite flight. Like I am stunned by infinite flight. Um, watching it because I I was sort of the similar to you, but I remember first seeing it in the on the App Store probably like four years ago, thinking this is nonsense, <laughs> this is rubbish. What is this? What is this nonsense? And then I saw the presentation um, two years ago, and I was like, mm, yeah, still, still, still not taking it, still, still not believing it. Then last year was like, maybe there's something to this. <laughs> and, and I've been just keeping an eye on the background and going, you know what? They're, they've done mm -hmm. amazing work on a very limited mm -hmm. platform. And again, I look at things like Aerofly and Aerofly. I was just going to say. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I remember, um, I remember during you used to say, when I, when I put my review out, I absolutely slaughtered it. It was yeah. awful. <laughs> it was rubbish. Oh my God. But I did point out at the time that the foundations were there for something very decent. And now I've got Sergio banging mm -hmm. on my door, telling me how amazing it is, especially when it comes to VR and helicopters. So, you mm -hmm. know, this is the thing, is that great things can come from this community when we talk and when we communicate and when we get to engage right. with each other over events like this. Um, 
So I think oh, that um, the I just remembered. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt. I just remembered, Sergio. I never answered your question. IPAX was there with Airfly FS2 and VR setup, but they did not bring the R22 setup. No. The only yeah. thing that entire weekend that was there yeah. for helicopters was Santiago with Nimbus Simulation. Yeah. Steve, shout out to Santiago. Mm-hmm. We need more helicopters. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So that was actually going to be my question. Like, because that was trying. one of the things that Sergio was, you mentioned, that, and, and I know that uh, in an editorial you published over helisim.com, there's a bit of concern that, um, that, that you know, and, and I must admit that I'm a little concerned as well because I see this over-representation of... Um, of tube liners, tube liners. Um, mm-hmm. I have this, see this over-representation of tube liners and it's that concerns me and I feel that hopefully mm-hmm. maybe you know helicopters might be the way back into that like DCS sort of takes yeah. care of the, the flow yeah. of the military stuff but um, helicopters like are, are we seeing more movement in that Sergio or uh, I surely hope so and um, let me let me take two minutes to um, you know put my Kelly Simmer hat on now and talk about it <laughs> this has been and, a presentation um, from where's my sticker yeah yeah well here's the, the, the thing yeah thank you thank you okay <laughs> <laughs> this portion of the broadcast is sponsored by yeah it's sponsored by Kelly Simmer okay yes. <laughs> there's there's um you you, you guys know that uh, Drew Belgio the our older Drew um, in, the, in the show, um, you know, kids a lot and says that I'm a professional nagger. And uh, because I nag everybody and everybody knows me and, you know, I just knock on the doors of everybody and say, helicopters, helicopters. Yeah, and the poor guy He's had a hard Jehovah's time. Jehovah's Witness of helicopters. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Have you heard? The, have you heard the good word about the the cycle? <laughs> no, no. Seriously, the thing is, okay. Uh, I did wrote about it and uh, the, the underrepresentation of helicopters. And um, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of background work that I do with Ellie Simmer that's not visible to anyone. You know, I have a website, and you guys see that. We have articles, and you guys see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do videos, and you guys see that. But there's there's a lot of invisible work. Um, that unfortunately I cannot disclaim, uh, but it's a shame that no one knows about it because you know, mm. um, uh, if people knew about it, they would they would realize the, 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 what I'm trying to do and the amount of work and passion that I'm trying to uh, put into the hobby and get helicopters to, to have um, a higher voice inside the flight sim community mm. inside the flight sim community. So the thing is, I'm, I've been working and I am working uh, on the background with several companies and. Uh, organizations for events to see if we can have a lot more helicopters and a lot of more presence of several companies and uh, not just companies, but you know, community members and everybody that loves helicopters be present on these events. It's not an easy task because it will depend on companies themselves. Right. Uh, but I do, I do know that um, for 2019, at least a couple of companies are seriously considering. They, they said they would going. So I'm, I'm just saying that they're seriously considering going because it will depend on the date of the event and the the, the, the location of the events. And you know we're still almost a year away from it, so a lot can change. Mm-hmm. But there are companies that have told me they are going. They have they have heard the community. They have, have heard me. They have heard uh, everybody. Um, that is uh, part of the community, and the, the community is growing. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the helicopter community is growing, and the voice is getting stronger, and we're getting the word out, and we have more people coming into this uh, 
specific part of the market and we have more developers and more companies listening to us. So yes, I do hope we have more companies next year. I know there's at least one company or two companies going to Cosford this year and I'm going to be at Cosford. Yay for me. I'm going to be present at the Flight Sim Show event in Cosford. Say hi to Amy. <laughs> I will say hi to Amy. I know she's going. I know she's going. Uh, she was, she, it wasn't supposed for her to be there, but she's working at ARP, like you guys know. So mm -hmm. I'll be talking to Amy and I'll be meeting a lot of guys uh, from several companies there. So yes, there's, a, there's at least one company going to Cosford this year, an European company going to Cosford this year, uh, Komodo Simulations, you know, the guys that do mm -hmm. patrols. And I hope to see a lot more. And I, I, am, I am talking with Evan from Flight Team Expo to try and do something uh, next year to attract more companies and mm -hmm. make this possible. Um, and, you know, having this, this, uh, this small market uh, niche inside, inside the next event. So yeah, okay. Helly Simmer heads off. I'm working on it. I'm trying guys. So uh, let's hope everything goes right. So Thank you. you have to be there next year. I'm just yeah. going to throw that out there. You have that, to be there next year. Because yes. the entire weekend, I got there Thursday. Thursday afternoon. I left Monday. There was not a single day that went by throughout the entire weekend where somebody didn't come up to me and say, where's Sergio? <laughs> At well, one point, I'm like, am I Sergio's secretary here? What? Sergio's Bel halfway across the world. What do Bel I have? I'm Bel Bel Zio, now, now Heli Simmer CEO is PA. Um, so um, we're we're, we're going to do some business cards. <laughs> So we're going to use that caveat to, to, to throw over to you, to you, Drew, to say, what were your, so we've had Andrew's three takeouts. What were your three sort of highlights and takeouts um, from your experience at, uh, at FS Expo this year? For the Expo itself, one of the things that I concentrated on was kind of getting a pulse <laughs> of the people. I wanted to, you know, know firsthand what it is that people got out of this. And of course, I ended up putting that up as a video. One of my big takeaways was the fact that there were more newer people that were coming in, no matter what their age. I mean, I was running into like retirees or, you know, former airline captains and stuff like that, that are all showing up. And there seems to be, I want to avoid the cliche, but there, there really is no way of doing it. A golden age, if you will. It's like this has become another golden age of flight sim and probably the first time since Microsoft was at the helm. We're at the point now where we're starting to see a little bit of maturity in the sims that we're starting to use. And of course, they're getting the communication out. They're actually, you know, bringing in the people. When you have an event like this and you run into so many new people that are coming into this and, you know, they're just like taken aback by this whole thing. The one common thread that I noticed amongst all these new people is they thought they were alone in this. <laughs> so from a networking standpoint, of course, yeah. everybody recognizes the hat and they recognize the voice. So they're all coming up to me and they're all saying the same thing. Wow. I didn't realize so many people were into flight simulation. Yep. That is probably the most crucial thing about having yes. events like this, the whole networking and the whole feeling of family that comes out of that, especially from all these people who used to do this stuff in real life when they're shaking your hand, like, Hey, you know, if it wasn't for seeing what you do, I would never realize yep. that, you know, this community is here, or if it wasn't for this, that, and the other, that's just probably the most amazing 
aspect to me. And the biggest takeaway is the fact that, you know, there are more new people coming in and we need to keep them coming in. Stuff like the helicopters, like I said, big, huge, massive area of opportunity for them. If they can get some more helicopter people in there, I guarantee you the demand is there for it. Even though helicopters are a niche within a niche, there are a lot more people who have either dabbled in it or who, you know, have wanted to, but are just looking for that right push. I ran into one guy that said he saves a couple of my videos because I always do a startup tutorial when I'm in a helicopter. Usually, I've done it recently. Hmm. But, you know, the knowledge is there and people want to learn it and people want to find others of like mine. Just like what I just said about the whole networking aspect, it's the same thing, but on a smaller scale for helicopters. I know that can be bigger. And then um, my third takeaway was the fact that there needs to be a bit more hardware. As much as I love to see like, you know, the full A340 cockpit or even the Cessna cockpit that we had back in Connecticut, mm -hmm. which wasn't there this year. That's right. I do want to see more hardware. I want to see the things that were being shown at like E3. They had this thing called a Capto glove, which could in theory revolutionize VR instead of having to rely on like mouse or the Oculus or Rift uh, the Vive touch controllers or whatnot, you now have a glove, you can physically do this and flick switches in your virtual cockpit. And if that you want looks, to, you can even I watched control the, the video And that was so damn cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's this available is... now. Oh. It's like, why wasn't this at <clears throat> Flight Sim Expo or Flight Sim Con? This is the kind of stuff, <clears throat> this is their target market, if you will. We're <clears throat> getting the most use out of it. We need <clears throat> more hardware like that coming in. But I've seen those gloves and they're incredible. Do you, do you feel though that that's, it's partially a chicken and the egg scenario because really up until 11.2 of X-Plane and 4.3 of, of, of P3D, um, mm. VR, native VR support has been pretty lackluster at best. Um, yeah, because and honestly the only people who got it right were Aeroflight. They've been doing it for... How long now? A couple of years. Yeah, yeah it was pretty. pretty it was pretty much yeah, one point five <laughs> for them mm -hmm. when they well, them and DCS, yeah. yeah. Um, those guys, those guys from MyPex are always ahead of the curve. I was doing this gesture, like you know, I'm not going to say anything, but I, I've been um, nagging. <laughs> I've been nagging one of the companies in and it's it's an it's a sensory X, uh, an European company, and these guys are working with uh, IPEX and um, working with uh, VR Motion, the, the guys that do the platform that I was going to mm. try. Mm. And yeah, they're working closely with these guys um, to do to work on um, on, a, on a sim which has a, a Cessna, a 3D printed Cessna uh, panel with no instruments, but you can actually feel touch this oh, okay okay yeah so Ooh. so you get that tactile lot... feedback oh yeah yeah and, mm -hmm. and, and if it's, and it's 3d printed it's not going to cost the a bomb like you normally do for like right yeah, exactly so you actually see your hand inside inside the cockpit and it can actually you know touch shut things and you know whatever you do it translates to the to the sim and i've been working and helping sensory x getting in touch with uh, other developers uh, i'm not going to disclose anything else but yes i'm working on the background with <laughs> some companies to try and get them to work together and uh, let me just add with something else to, for, to, to whatever to what you were saying drew mm. i would like to see more hardware but not just the getting edge hardware 
Because like you said, there's a lot of you guys coming to these events. So we need the plain old regular joystick. Right. Can, can, I, can, I, can the... I just actually expand on that point as well? Is the fact that the, the cutting edge high-end hardware is amazing. It's great. It is mm. out of the reach of 90% of the community. And yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was, that was yeah. a big comment that I had when I did what my is, interview with the attendees. What, what is the number one most common piece of hardware and i have this hardware as well that is in use in the simulation community x52 Cytec. it's just no no it is the logitech extreme 3d pro yeah that has i believe been that unchanged and that has yeah, been unchanged okay. it, like and the x52 <laughs> is not far behind um but the the fact is is that as a straight up stick as an entry level, someone's got it. You got it in the in your back in your back of your cupboard somewhere. It is cheap, simple, affordable, and the design hasn't changed mm -hmm. since FS nine, I think. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, still that being is, produced that to this day. Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah, I guys, at, I've been at. And it's perfect. Yeah, I've I've been at um, you know the poor uh, relative of uh, events here in Portugal. We have done a couple of events, of simulation events here in Portugal, and we don't have any huge, you know, A300 cockpits or anything like that. <laughs> we just, yeah, we just, you know, the, there are some small uh, teams of simmers here that just, you know, they are they are being sponsored by Thrustmaster, but they just bring the regular Thrustmaster joysticks, and they mm -hmm. bring their own joysticks. And we have a, a lot, a whole lot of new people people that even didn't even knew flight simulation existed as a, a market let's say and a lot of the guys a lot of the folk there that go there um, exit and say okay um, you have just uh, managed to get me to spend money and we're not talking about spending money of, uh, on a new cockpit a new A30, A300 cockpit or anything they are going to buy their first joystick and there's, there's this you know newcomer market that um, can be explored and it, it, it can be uh, shown to people that go to these events because you don't have just the guys that fly airliners that have been flying airliners for 20 years you have the newcomers and you and have, you and have the guys a, that that's a very key market because and, and this is something it is we've talked about before is the fact that you know we are in danger of pricing <clears throat> ourselves out of existence um, that's yeah. right that's right and you do have the guys with the Logitech but you know they want to upgrade, so they want a better joystick. They want yeah. to see the Warthog from Thrustmaster, for example. I had the opportunity to try a Warthog at one of these events. I don't know anyone with a Warthog, so I tried it at one of the events, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, okay. This is if if I wanted to buy a new joystick and I had the money to to, to get the new joystick, I would probably get this one." And brands don't realize this. You know, they go to E3. Okay, there's a market there, but you know, these events is is where. The guys that That's your target want, hmm. yeah, these these are the guys that want that need <laughs> the joystick that wants that need pedals. Yep. At E3, you have guys that want to buy consoles or new games, or you know, you have a smaller subset of the guys that visit E3 are interested hmm. on joystick. But 100% of the guys, I would say, that visit um, you know um, air show events or air sim events, they need controllers they need joysticks they need yokes they need this stuff so yep. these guys need to be there and and and, and again I, I think the really important thing is is that, that is um true. and i think trustmaster have um the the right 
balance. They they've got their high end equipment with the the, the Warthog, um, but they also have that that the the entry level mid range with their FCS system. Um, yeah. And I I and you know I I I have both. I have the Warthog. I have the the, the Warthog system, and I have the FCS setup, and they both are brilliant. They are solid, reliable, and the FCS is you know very affordable. Um, and I think that it's a very underestimated. <coughs> I really believe that. I know Honeycomb. Um, I think I think it's Honeycomb. I think it's the company's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're working to sort of produce a, a new line of of of, of uh, aircraft controls yep. that are high quality but low cost, uh, and that's I think a really nice yep. goal. So. And that was another company that was supposed to show up that I don't think mm. actually showed up for Expo. So, so. Anyway, so uh, that's going to wrap up our uh, episode of uh, the Three Grumpy Simmers with our special guest. So um, I do want to say, so thank you very much. Don't forget, guys, to head over to both Flight Simmer Guy and to Belgio's channel to have a look at all their Expo coverage uh, from FS Expo this year. There's some great stuff there. You can also pick up... Uh, yeah, well, you'll well, also, well, well, also see uh, it <laughs> uh, on uh, X-Plane's official channel with uh, with uh, um, their official media mm-hmm. release coming from, uh, from Flight Sim Guy. So congratulations. So Flight Sim Guy, thank you very much for joining the three grumpy simmers i hope we haven't grumpied you too much <laughs> thank you very much for having me i had a good it's time what time yeah he's grumpy. <laughs> thank, thank you for getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning for this one uh i want to say once again to my uh two normal three grumpy simmer colleagues uh thank you very much to sergio uh at helisimmer.com thank you bye guys and thank you very thank much you to, uh, to thank you very much to drew uh for for belgio for joining us uh with his purple hat as always uh, and of course my, right. name's Vinova, my name is my name is 24 uh thank you very much for joining us here on the youtubes or possibly on our podcast at uh, on podbean so for all the links in the descriptions down below now i'm mm-hmm. going to give a quick shout out as i wrap this one up is that in case you didn't know the three grumpy simmers we now have a home on the interwebs so head over to three grumpy simmers.com to get your backfill to get your fill and all the information in the information behind the episodes as well as all the things in the description down below as i said you can also catch us now uh, either on youtube or you can catch us on uh, podbean uh, on a app on a mobile device near you so you can uh, listen to us without having to look at us as well which is probably a better way of doing it <laughs> that's, a, that's a benefit that's <laughs> a benefit probably a benefit anyway all right folks thanks very much for joining us don't forget take care stay guys all and we'll see you next time on the three grumpy simmers bye for now ciao Bye, guys. Bye.